0: It's a brand new episode of Tri Talk SA and uh, the South African triathlon season just about done and dusted for races here for the summer as we head into the winter break. But the international circuit is heating up, I can tell you that much. And this past weekend saw an unbelievable performance uh, by the young South African Vian Suwalt, the 2012 junior world champion, picking up his first ITU World Cup win in Chengdu, China. I caught up with Vian uh, just shortly after the race, a couple of days after the race, uh, to get his thoughts. Also, I haven't had a chance to chat to him since WTS Cape Town, and uh, we chatted extensively about that as well, and the confidence uh, that he took from that race into uh, this race that he's just won in China. We also preview Yokohama, that's coming up. Uh, the WTS uh, series continues. Yokohama, the next leg. Vian Sulvalt hoping to put in a good performance there as well. My name is Brad Brown, by the way. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic time. And thank you for downloading and listening to this weekly podcast about the South African triathlon scene. It's good to have you on board. As always, if you want to be in touch, you can. You can pop us uh, an email, podcast at tritalksa.coza. You can also tweet us at tritalksa Or just uh, head on to Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash tritalksa. Let's get straight into this week's show and uh, yeah, my chat with Vian. Well, this past weekend in china there was a superb performance uh, by one of the young up-and-coming south africans uh, at the itu world cup in chengdu china and i'm not even going to try and pronounce the whole name but uh, maybe i'll let vian sulvold do that vian welcome onto the show once again it's good to catch up congratulations on your win by the way hi brad uh, thanks a lot for having me and yeah thanks a lot Vian, let's talk about the race. Uh, I've actually just uh, watched the highlights package. Uh, it was uh, it was an interesting one. I mean, a, a big big pack off off the bike. Uh, so so it, it came down to the run, which which a lot of times it does. But uh, you sort of backed yourself on the bike. You just hung in the pack there, made your way to the front of it, and then uh, smashed it on the run. Talk us through your race.
1: Yeah, I mean, we the swim was really fast from the get go. I managed to get to the front. Fairly quickly, and um, just kept kept to a good, comfortable rhythm in the swim. And uh, I exited about the water in about third to fifth place. Um, we were a few guys away on the bike for like a few k's, and once we got to the the first turnaround, where where you can see athletes coming from behind, um, I noticed that everyone was very close, on on the verge of catching us, and that was like just after three k's. Um, I was really surprised how close everyone was with the swim being so fast. And even before the first lap was finished, we were, you know, one massive pack on the bike. And I immediately stopped doing any work once all the athletes caught up with us. And I, I went to the back of the pack and, you know, tried keeping myself as fresh as possible and turning the smallest gear possible As a, because as I was sitting in that pack, I wasn't only thinking about the run that's lying ahead, but also about Yokohama know, will try front series that's, you know, just around the corner. And yeah, and I played it safe on the bike and, you know, with two laps to go I worked myself towards the front and I got to my teammate we Weber and, you know, we stuck close to each other and I managed to to dismount at the front and I was I was first out onto the run and I, I went out quite hard, but also a bit conservative on you know, the morning of my run my legs felt really heavy and sluggy, so I was a bit worried for, for the run. But, you know, as soon as I got on got into it, I, I was feeling good and I, I pushed the pace a bit harder and I sort of stuck to that and I tried running off whoever is, you know, running with me. And um with about two and a half Ks to go it was myself and the American athlete Kevin McDowell that finished second. And you know, in that last two and a half case, it was a sort of a cat and mouse game. He was putting out a lot of surges trying to trying to run away from me and i I just stuck with him i didn't give any surges um I decided that i'll I'll leave it for a sprint finish uh, just before we uh, got to the to the finishing straight um i I gave a surge passing him and i I got around the corner first and got into the home straight first and once I hit the home straight i I sprinted as fast as i could. And... No, I was fortunate enough to cross the line first.
0: Yeah, I was was watching your celebrations there too, Vian. I was getting quite worried there that you were were taking a bit long, but you you managed to cross the line first. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal performance. I mean, it was great to watch. I'm going to put that video uh, in the show notes as well for this episode. So if people want to watch it, they can. Vian, let's talk a little bit about the the year you've had. And and so the last time I saw you was uh, down in Cape Town for, for WTS Cape Town. You're in Asia at the moment. You mentioned Yokohama. That's coming up. That race of yours, we haven't spoken properly since, since that race in, in Cape Town. How much confidence did that performance give you? I mean, on paper, if you look at your result, you might think, oh, you didn't do that well. But I'm sure you were over, over the moon with the top 20. But if you actually watched that race and, and you were up there, with the best in the world. I mean, there were probably two guys out of, out of the entire world circuit at the moment that, that, that weren't there. The rest of the guys were here, and you managed to mix it up with them. How much confidence did that performance in Cape Town give you?
1: Yes, Cape Town WTS was a full field of the the best athletes in the world. And um it was also my first WTS race. Uh before before I started a race, I I was confident that I was able to, that I am able to race with the best in the world. It was just a matter of um putting it into action. Um you know, and coming into this year's racing, I was I was a bit scared and demotivated after after my twenty thirteen season. I had a really tough season. The jump from from junior to elite was, is really tough and it was harder than I thought. But I mean, coming into to twenty fourteen, it was has been a great season so far, and I was in really good shape coming into Cape Town. And um, you know, the race played out really well for me. It's just a pity I blew up in the last two and a half kilometers of the run. Up until then, I was still running between fourth and sixth position. And it just shows you that how competitive the level is. That in two and a half Ks I, I dropped down all the way to fifteenth place and from 10, 10th position to fifteenth position there was only ten seconds uh, thirty seconds difference. And you know, that really shows you the level of competition. And I think it's just a matter of doing more and more of these races and you know, getting that endurance and that power to to, to be able to to hold that face for the whole ten K and and I already managed to, to, um, to keep to that fast pace this past weekend at the World Cup in China. Um, I changed some stuff on my nutrition, and you know, being able to, to do that has made me really confident for Yokohama WHS that, that I'm preparing for now.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you look at that Cape Town race, you say you were, were really disappointed. I mean, if someone had come to you uh, before the race and said, hey, Vian, we're going to offer you 15th, you don't have to race, I'm sure you would have taken it. So 15th is, is, is a pretty good performance. But like you said, I mean, you were mixing it up there. You were between 4th and 6th yeah. with 2.5Ks uh, to go. And you'd probably learn more out of those races where things go wrong than, than something like, I think, this weekend where you won the thing and it was a pretty uh, confident and, and calculated race from you. I'm sure you learned a lot out of Cape Town
1: yeah it was it definitely was a big learning experience and before the race, I told myself that I'd be happy with a top fifteen finish, but I mean a top fifteen isn't that satisfying if you if you were lying between fourth and six towards the end of the race but i mean I, I'm very satisfied with that result, and I have learned a lot of a lot of stuff from that race. And I'm I planning on p- putting it into action in, in Yokohama.
0: Yeah, I can't, can't wait to watch it. L- let's talk a little bit. I mean, I'm going to chat more about this, this race in China, but let's talk about Cape Town because we didn't actually get to chat properly about it. Explain to me what it was like. I mean, I was there, but for, for you racing, what did it feel like running through that sort of transition area with the crowds knowing you're in Cape Town, you're at home, and everyone's cheering for you? You're the leading South African for most of the day.
1: Yeah, racing at home. I, I knew it was going to be something special, and the support was going to be amazing. But the first time I passed through through transition, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And I, um, the crowd was so great, and it just went absolutely crazy every time we we ran through there or cycled through there. And you know that that really helps a lot, and it it helped me keep keep to keep help me to keep pushing myself and keep to the limit. And you know, for me, it was awesome to to have that support. You know, you're always racing abroad, and for us, a lot of the times we're traveling on our own, and you know, you, you don't hear that kind of support. You know, you, especially for me when I was leading this weekend in China, every time I run, it's quite quiet, and then I just hear people going crazy for the athletes behind me. And you know, to to have been able to have that sort of support was really it was something different, and it was something special.
0: I'm sure this this race in, in China uh, it must be a huge confidence boost this this early in in the season uh, you 've got the wts Yokohama the next leg coming up. Looking at these these big ones, the, the WTS races, obviously there's a few South Africans on the circuit now. Richard Murray's been around for a couple of years. Henry Skuman had a, had a pretty good year last year. Do you go into these races feeling like not much pressure because people don't really expect you to perform well? I mean, all eyes are on, on Richard and, and Henry at the moment. And, and you've got an opportunity to really shine with no one really expecting that much from you.
1: Yeah, I'm going into the World from Series 4 this year. Um, I think if you, you asked me that question before Cape Town, I would have said yes, I've got nothing to lose. But uh, I think now it's a bit of a different board game and a bit different story. Um, I think there's a bit of pressure on me now as well. And, you know, that expectancy to perform, um, you know, I'd I, I like to think of, I'm very close to the same level that Richard and Henry are now in the World Series racing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it must be a, a pretty lack of feeling. I mean, you mentioned 2013 was quite a tough year for you, especially coming off the 2012 that you had, uh, winning the World Championship, then making that step up. Uh, sometimes it's probably good to have a year like that to almost ground you and go, hang on a sec, I need to really work hard. And, and, and things are paying off, because I mean, I'm I'm pretty good mates with your coach, and I know how much work that you put in. So uh, you must be pretty satisfied with the way things are working out so far.
1: Yeah, after the 2013 season, i um Lindsay and I sorta of reevaluated and and planned for the year ahead and after my break I had I, I really started working hard and changed a lot of stuff in training and, and I looked at training a lot differently than that I used to and I looked at recovery differently and nutrition differently and you know all this all the small stuff I looked differently at. And you know the tough season I had in 2013, I'm very glad I had it because it was a big, it was a big learning curve for me. But also it shaped me a lot as an athlete, and it made me a lot stronger. You know, getting up every time, every time you, every time I fell. And for for this season, it's just going, it's a, it's a dream the way it's going on. I was hoping for it to go well, but I didn't expect it to go this well this soon already. No, sure. and I just hope it continues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Vian, if, if you had a look at 2013, what, what what would you say, I know this is a tough question, but what would you say are the three biggest lessons you learned out of that 2013?
1: The the biggest lesson is that um, the step is a lot bigger than you think it is from from jumping from a junior athlete to elite athlete. The second step, the second lesson I learned was to, to put a lot more planning into which races you're doing and at what time you are doing them. And another lesson that I learned would be to, you know, to look at training and recovery a lot differently. And I'll, also that, you know, you need to. That I, I learned that I I have to do a bit more work, put in a few more hours in a week.
0: Fantastic. Talking of planning, uh, Yokohama next on the cards for you. What, what does the rest of your season look like?
1: Yeah, I'm currently in China, and I'm still preparing for Yokohama. I'll head to Yokohama on Thursday. After Yokohama, I'm heading home, and then I'll be home for literally a week and a half, and I'll I'll head over to London for the WTS race there. I'll come back from London, and I'll I'll have a few weeks back home, which we will work on a hard training block, where where the focus will be on um, Hamburg, WTS, and hopefully Commonwealth Games. After Commonwealth, it'll be back home, and we'll put our focus into the last WTS races, which is in Stockholm, followed by the grand final in, in Edmonton. And after that, I'll, I'll do a, a few French Grand Prix races in France.
0: Right, awesome. Uh, you mentioned, hopefully, Commonwealth Games. I mean, what's the process to get you to the Games, and, and looking even beyond, I mean, what are the chances of you racing in Rio in 2016?
1: For Commonwealth Games, the way things are going, I'm almost 100% sure I'll be on the start line in Glasgow. It's just a matter of waiting for Sasko to announce the Commonwealth Games team. And yeah, for real, I'm I'm very positive and I really believe I'll, I'll, I'll be on that start line as well. I just need to keep on going the way I'm going.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, what, one thing I've picked up uh, over over the last couple of seasons of watching sort of uh, the, the top level sort of triathlon, and, and you look at uh, Team uh, Great Britain and and just how, as a team, they work for each other. And I'm starting to see that in the South African setup now. You mentioned uh, one of your teammates, Vickers Vierber, who was racing with you this weekend. Uh, it, it's starting to get like that, though, isn't it, Vian? I mean, Triathlon South Africa doing a lot of work behind the scenes, making sure that everything's in place, that we're giving ourselves the best possible chance to pick up medals at uh, at the upcoming. Games.
1: Yeah, I mean, we there is a lot of focus towards Rio from the South African side. It is, you know, the Olympics is the highlight of, of every four years, and it's the biggest race for any athlete. And as everyone saw, that uh, the Great Britain team worked really well together in the 2012 Games, and um, for Rio, that might be an option for the South African team. But currently there is nothing like that plan. It's still for us as individual sports and every athlete is racing for himself over the line. But in a race, we will always help each other where we can. But every athlete is still thinking about himself.
0: Awesome. Vian Sulwalt, uh, congratulations once again on your win this weekend. We'll be keeping an eager eye on uh, the start list and uh, the tracking in Yokohama as well. Looking forward to that and want to wish you all the best.
1: Thanks a lot, Brandon.
0: and thanks for the chat. What an unbelievable talent that young man is. Let me tell you, that is a name to watch uh, in the years to come. He is a machine. Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome chat with Vian as well. Vian, thanks for your time. Really do appreciate it. But all the best for Yokohama. And that's it for this week. We'll be back again a week from now to chat more triathlon. If you've got any questions or suggestions or if there's something you want to know, if there's any way we can help you, I'm looking at putting some specific training together as well uh, for you as a triathlete to help you get better. So if there's anything you want to know or if there's something you're struggling with, please let me know. I'd love to tailor-make some stuff specifically uh, for you and help you out. So uh, if you'd like, uh, pop me an email, podcast at trytalksa.coza or uh, send us a tweet at trytalksa, or get onto our Facebook page as well. So until next time, have yourself a brilliant one. Take care, be safe, and we'll chat soon. Cheers.